Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we are joined by former Melbourne star and captain Nate Jones, who tells us about his random encounter with Gillan McLaughlin. We'll get the inside word on all the games this weekend, and we'll chat to young defender Darcy McPherson from the Gold Coast Suns in the lead-up to a special occasion on their game against Melbourne. That's right up next on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk on this Friday, the 5th of May, and I'm joined by Nathan Jones, Melbourne legend, now doing some stuff in the media. Welcome, Jonesy. What else are you doing with your time these days post-footy? Uh, thanks, Joey. Thanks for having me again. It's nice to be back. Um, oh, bit of this, bit of that, mate. Yeah. I've got my hands full with the kids at home, uh, sort of dipping my toe into some property development stuff, bit of footy media, bit of, uh, I don't know what you like to call it, sort of uh, performance, cultural leadership stuff here and there with some keynote speaking. But, mate, it's just um, whatever you can do to pay the bills. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cost me a fortune <laughs> at, the, uh, at the supermarket each week, so... Yeah, it's, uh, I'm keeping pretty busy. It is. It's off. It's off the charts at the moment. <laughs> hey, what what are you making of the the footy season? You, you really enjoy it. It's actually a very good season. It's still quite hard to see who, who can separate themselves from the from the sort of the peloton, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Um, I think that's the beauty of the game at the minute. I reckon the last probably couple of years it has been quite tight. The Saints have probably been the most impressive team for me, just as far as I'd probably written them off before we even started, and. Uh, I certainly uh, had to backpedal quite quickly on that call. <laughs> but, you know, I think the obvious ones are the Cats, the Ds, um, the Lions. Pie. Better say pies. pies. Better say the Pies. They're, they're probably <laughs> the clear top four, sorry. Uh, I thought after round one, Ds, Pies were probably the best in it. I think the form of the Cats over the last couple yeah. of weeks, it's almost like the Giant was awoken what, only a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And their big forwards have just been dominating up there. So, um it is, it is quite interesting, but, you know, I think that, you know, those four are probably the clear, and then there's just a couple that are coming along, the Saints are one of those. And we will touch on some of the games this weekend in a moment, and we will also chat to Darcy McPherson, one of the uh, the key backline players now turned into a defender, small defender. We will chat to him in a special occasion for the Gold Coast Suns. But let's start with some of the big news of the week, and we have to continue chatting about Tassie. It's <laughs> obviously been the big talking point, and, and everyone's had their view. I want to get... First of all, your take on Tassie and uh, what you think it is for the comp- what it means for the competition. Oh, I think it's it's awesome. Um, you know, I, I love the fact, and I think it's just part of the natural evolution of the game. Like it's obviously strategically got to be the trigger's got to be pulled at the right time. But I don't think we can underestimate the amount of work that's gone into it, and I think it'll be incredible for the competition. Um, it was funny. I actually ran into Gil last night at a very special kids art charity event. Yep. And uh, and he was there with a group of mates, but I sort of went over and just said congratulations. And um, it was funny to me, like, yeah, obviously, and I think everyone sort of sees the work at the end and, you know, celebrate the fact that there's going to be a 19th license in the team. But he says, that, you know, this has been 10 years in the making kind of thing, which is, it's incredible, really, the amount of work that would have gone in behind the scenes. And obviously, you know, the, the government support with the stadium and all those kind of things, it, you know, uh, as I said before, you know, it's pulling the trigger at the right time. It's a, he's done an incredible job. It's a real probably legacy piece yeah. for him. And, um, you know, it's, I think uh, yeah, probably down the track, it's, it's fair to say that you know the the competition would probably look to expand again. You know, I, I even threw it to him. You know, do you, do you reckon the uh, 
the comp can handle Ooh. a team in Northern Territory, which yeah. um, which should probably round it out, really. Yeah. I think there is a relatively strong presence with GWS in Canberra. So ultimately, if we were eventually able to get a team in Northern Territory, the, the entire um, country would be covered, which yep. I think, you know, you know, that might be another 10, 15 years down the track, but hopefully one day that's what we see. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Just top it off up the top end. So you went to, you saw him at a, a, um, at a charity event, at the, some art, you're saying some art auction. Did you buy a piece? Did I, you buy I any artwork? I certainly didn't buy a piece. Too um, expensive? Yeah. He was sort of mixing with the right crowd over there. I'm not sure if it was him that was uh, him that was bidding, but uh, you know the first piece that actually went up, which was my, probably my favourite. I sort of and this is how it? this is how much I don't know about art. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe you know, ten grand. It actually went for twenty six thousand oh, dollars wow. in the end, which yes. almost fell off my chair when I saw that. But um, it was all for you know a, a, an amazing cause, very special kids, which uh, supports kids. And families that are going through a really difficult time, um, you know, they've got sort of hospice facilities out in Malvern and uh, they do some, you know, some amazing things. Yeah, it reminds me of a story. I, when I was a youngster, I was living with Cozzy and I needed to change up my bedroom because I still had sort of the kids stuff, the Michael Jordan wings and some other bits of <laughs> pieces. I went thing. and bought some original artwork and I thought I'm going to be a bit cool here and <laughs> spent, I think, five grand at the time to buy some original artwork and I got told that it would be worth, you know, 20000 in 20 years' time and all this sort of stuff. I think now I don't even know where it is. It's in the garage. But I, did, I did think... <laughs> I was pretty sophisticated for a while there. A bit of original really artwork. needed to mature. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Hey, let's look ahead to some of the footy, mate, because there are some big games this weekend. I want to touch on tonight, Carlton and the Brisbane Lions at Marvel Stadium. Um, the Lions have got, got a good record. They've won nine of their last 11 against the Blues. But the Blues found a bit of form last week, obviously an easy kill against the West Coast Eagles. But sometimes that can just awaken a bit of your offense and get everyone a bit of confidence, get a, t- get a lot of touches, kick some goals. How do you see this one playing out? Who are you leaning towards? Um, oh, I think just on form, I'd, I'd probably go with the Lions. Um, you know, I've had question marks over Carlton, seen them a couple of times. I think they've got all the attributes to be – you know, a top four, top two team, I think. And obviously, their key forwards are incredible. I think their strength and um, size around their midfield is when they get on top, you know, one of their key, yeah, you know, I guess, cornerstones to their game. You know, their foundation is obviously built on clearance. Probably the biggest question mark for them, and it's probably an area they'd be working on, you know, strongly internally, is their ability to be able to defend the ground and probably defend contests when it pops out of that inside bubble, which maybe at times exposes some of those, you know, big, big-bodied midfielders. But when they get it right, they're an incredible side. So I, I think this would be a pretty close one. I probably tend to agree with you. Off the back of an easy kill last week for Carlton, that's going to sort of – they'd be coming back here, bringing with confidence. And, um, and the line's down from uh, – Obviously up there, you know, I suspect it to be a pretty tight game, but I think the Lions form for mine will get them over the line. Yeah, I like these matchups because you get to find out about which team, sort of which team is legitimate. If the Blues can knock off Brisbane, you start to think, okay, maybe they are this top four team that we sort of thought they could have been at the start of the year. And if Brisbane can come to Melbourne and knock off the Blues, then I think you're right. It legit, um, sort of solidifies them as a genuine contender. I like the way Brisbane are now playing, particularly their front half, turning the ball over. They're getting after the opposition, not just relying on talent. So uh, I probably am leaning towards Brisbane, although I think I tip Carlton, but I don't really take my tips. <laughs> My tips too seriously. Hey, the next game on Saturday, this is a big game for a different reason. Richmond, West Coast at the MCG. Richmond get a couple of good players back into the side. 
Interestingly, they're going to rest Trent Cotchen. Uh, D, uh, the coach, Damien Harwick, is starting to get a bit narky. I just want to play this grab, Nate, because uh, he was asked by a journalist about, have you lost the players? And this is how he responded. What do you say to those people that suggest that perhaps you've lost the players? Well, it's up to them to decide. It's their narratives. Like, that's the reality. It's easy to sit there and say those comments when they're sitting behind a desk. Come and say in the face. <laughs> so he's got the combative, he's got the combative dimmer back about him. To be fair, I don't think anyone has actually said he's lost the players. I think maybe the journalist just um, let him down the garden path there. But what are you making of the Tigers? This sort of back to the wall approach they've got, and what it sort of means for some of these veterans that they obviously want to transition the younger players, but at the same time you've got to respect your champs. Yeah, look, I think. Um just, I generally don't try to dive into individuals too much. Obviously, I saw them closely last week, did the game for seven. So, um, and I was actually at the game the previous week when they really challenged the demon. Yeah, so, they well. you know, I think that their, their capability, you know, if I was just look at on a form line, they have obviously been up and down, some of it through injury, some of it through form. If you look at, you know, them trying to sort of bleed in some youth and they've got, as you said, well, we touched on this, you know, some older players that are maybe getting towards the back end. So for mine, it's just, um, I guess internally, they'd be trying to block out a lot of that noise and just try and find some consistency with the style of play. But I think probably the disappointing thing for them, you know, I guess last week against the Suns was their inability to be able to defend the ground, like off the back of, um, you know, them being able to create offensive chains. The Suns were able to shut them down and keep the ball locked in their forward half, which, you know, I guess previous uh, the week before, you know, they really tested Melbourne with their offense and, and on the flip side were able to really defend the ground well. So I think they are capable, but... Yeah, I, I think they're also in that sort of fine line of transition as well. Um, they've got all the hallmarks of being able to sort of regenerate, but I don't think it's going to be the regeneration that maybe we all expect. And I, maybe our expectations, everyone externally was thinking that they can maybe rise quite quickly, but... I think, you know, from what we've seen at the moment, that may take a little bit longer. Yeah, and I think they have been hard done by a little bit. They've had a really tough draw at the start of the season. And when you think about it, I mean, missing players like Nan Curvis and Tom Lynch, if anyone had their best forward, their best ruck, and even like Josh Gibkiss is probably now their best key defender and Brody missed four weeks. Like, they've actually had a lot of injuries as yeah. well, and that makes a big difference. So I think they'll come good at some stage, and I reckon they'll get a confidence booster against the Eagles at the MCG. A couple other games I want to touch on just quickly because there's some teams that also we're going to find out more about. Port Adelaide Essendon uh, on Sunday at the Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide have got a couple of good ins. Tom Jonas and Todd Marshall back into the side. They came down at a good win against St Kilda. And then the Bombers as well, who just uh, got found out against Geelong, who were red hot. Who do you like as these two teams going forward? Who you got sort of a bit more faith in that can, can challenge as the season goes on? Um... Well, I think the, the Port Essendon one's a really interesting one for mine, um, and they're probably another one similar to what I touched on with the Saints. I didn't really expect them to, you know. I think Port or Essendon? Port, Port. Or probably actually yeah, both, both teams. Yeah. And not too dissimilar to Friday night's game. I think it's one of those ones where they're going to separate themselves from each other. And, um, you know, I, I would suspect with their current form line, they're probably going to be pushing for those bottom couple of spots in the eight. I'm probably leaning towards Port just because from a home ground advantage. Yep. Um, I really like what Essendon's done. Yeah, I think you can see the work they've done over the off-season. I still think there's huge opportunity for them to continue to grow. You know, their defensive system is now quite prominent. You can see it when you're at the game, particularly from sitting on the second level. I think there's still areas and holes and, um, you know, I guess they can take that the standard of that to a whole new level. And, that, and what I mean by that is, 
where they start to turn the footy over rather than, you know, yep. the system's working but it's still getting turned over in the back half. They start to squeeze teams and lock it in their front half, which will give their forwards even more opportunity. And and for Port, I feel, you know, some of their youth has just rejuvenated that team and, and uh, I guess talking about, you know, older players, Travis Boke last week was mm. the finest of fine wines, yep. just continues to – um to punch out incredible performances and, and lead that club and that team. So, you know, I think both teams are capable, but for mine, I think Port will get it done with a home ground advantage. Yeah, I like Port Adelaide too. Just defensively, they're, they're more rock solid at the moment. Essendon, as they're doing much better, but still got some work to go, and I just like the way Port Adelaide are playing, and they're playing for their coach, Ken Hinckley, so I think they're doing a great job. The last one, Collingwood Sydney at the MCG. Now, are you? This might be hard, but are you another one that's enjoying watching Collingwood? Mate, they're my favourite team. It's by amazing, country isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't have said that when you were playing. Never. <laughs> I was like, I'm the, the, same. the, the, yeah. the best game was <laughs> Melbourne versus Collingwood on it was Queen's birthday at the time, yeah. and it was like that was the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, um, I, now I was, like, now I got a couple of mates him. there, and I, yeah. I follow Jeremy Howe really closely because we're really close friends, and I. I was actually with him last week when they got over the line. We were having a beer at a local South Melbourne pub and I'm celebrating like <laughs> I was part of the team with him. So, um, yeah. you know, it's uh, I think they play such an exciting brand of footy. I just love how committed they are as a team and as a club and just you can – you know, they just exude this excitement and joy when they play the game and I think that's what draws everyone to watching them play and, and then – this they just have this innate ability to believe and they continue to find a way irrespective of where they are or you know what and what position they find themselves in on the game so and and there was no better example than that than last week when they just pulled another one out of the hat yep i think this is an easy one to tip i think sydney will be leading by 20 points at three quarter time and then collingwood will come back on the <laughs> it's almost it's almost how it's scripted every week at the moment so always love watching the pies we'll be doing that game for triple m so that uh that'll be great hey we'll take a short break we've got darcy mcpherson from the suns to come up to talk about that game against melbourne but i want to ask you next about the new appointment at st kilda because your brother is a big part of that that's all to come we'll take a break this is footy talk your daily dose of footy news interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button, leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Just want to ask, uh, Nate, the other news of the week. St Kilda has appointed a new strength and conditioning coach, Alex Sakajan, who's come across from the Bombers. But before that, he worked for a long time head of rehab at Melbourne. I believe you know him well. You think it's a good appointment for the Saints? Yeah, I do. I think it's a ripper. He was actually, when Dave Misson was working as high perform- head of high performance at the D's, Alex was the head of rehab there as well. And I spent a fair bit of time with him. He took me through a six-month rehab when I had neck surgery. Um, certainly, uh, I, I was one of the first to send him a text yesterday, I reckon, and uh, I'd sort of got a little bit of inside info from my brother, just giving him a little word of warning. Can you hurry up and get him back on the park? But uh, And he replied with, I'll just um, – a few little lemon twists at the end of training, which was he used to he just used to throw these little testers in. Once you thought you were done, oh. you're about to go take your boots off. You oh, just no. chuck in like a, an extra four hundred or <laughs> yeah, yeah. an extra eight hundred, and uh, and 
he said that worked well for me, which is true. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping that he can get a handful of the Saints boys that have been struggling in rehab back on the park because uh, if they do, that'll really strengthen their lineup. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason. You're right. Your brother, Zach Jones, any idea roughly how far away? Oh, look, he's had a, a bit of a like Achilles tendonitis type thing, which is, um, you know, I had a similar sort of thing. I'm not sure if you have, but they can be a real yeah. sort of pain in the ass where you, yeah. there's no real ideal and, it, and kind of click of a fingers overnight, you might just come good. So I'm hoping maybe... You know, two or three weeks, but I don't want to – don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just a, you know, a, a hopeful brother just wishing for him to get back out there. And um, But, yeah, like you said, there there's a few boys that have struggled in that sort of rehab group. Yeah, there's plenty of upside now with uh, some new rehab. Obviously, Daniel McKenzie, Jack Hayes, Max King still coming back, um, Nick Coffield as well. So all these guys that have been injured in rehab, hopefully they get a good run at it and that will add to the Saints for the, a big second half of the season. Hey, before we get to Darcy McPherson, just whip through a couple of other games and got to get your tips. Uh, Fremantle, Hawthorne, Frio struggling, but they get the Hawks maybe at a good time over in Perth. Yeah, I'm, I think that's an easy one for me. I, I'm going to go with Frio. Obviously, they're, they're probably uh, or certainly under-delivered on expectation, but I think they'll be able to get the job done this week. North Melbourne have brought in a few more kids, but they've got a few injuries. Combin, Coleman, Jones and Powell all, all out, but you like the way St Kilda are going? Yeah, mate, Saints for mine. I think... Um, yeah, I think they're – so the way they play holistically across all lines, all phases of the game, I, I can't see them losing this one. And Geelong Adelaide down at GMHBA should be a good game, liking the way the Crows are playing this year. Yeah, I, well, they're another surprise packet, yeah. really. Um, you know, if you were to say – for me, it was probably Saints, Essendon, Crows. I really missed the beat on them. Probably Port's another one as well. And um, Adelaide, uh, you know, uh, the secret weapon there for mine is Darren Burgess with, from a fitness perspective. You know, as much as he would have got them, uh, you know, ready and rearing from a fitness uh, perspective on, on the track and for game day, I, I wouldn't underestimate the mental side of things, just building their confidence and belief. And you can really see that with the way they play. And Matty Nix has got them playing a really solid style yeah. of footy. Um, yeah, they're really promising. But I think, to be honest, I think the Cats, I said it before, and uh, I think they're going to continue to roll on. Uh, and the last one, the Suns v Melbourne at Heritage Bank Stadium. Saturday over. Are you happy with the way the Melbourne side are going at the moment? Yeah, mate, they're rock solid. Super impressed. I think that Max being back, you can just see how much it straightens them up. I think then that dynamic between him and Grundy works a hell of a lot better. I can't see him getting beaten. Well, thank you. They're beautiful. I think they should get the job done as well. But thank you for your time. Love to have you back on Footy Talk again. And good luck with uh, coaching the Halibri Year 10 side. (laughs) Big game for them this weekend. But before you landed in the studio, I was able to catch up with Gold Coast defender Darcy McPherson to chat about the game and what the occasion means this weekend for the Suns v Melbourne. Joining us now, we have one of the young stars for the Gold Coast Suns. Although you're not that young anymore, Darcy, but you did have a career-high 31 disposals on the weekend and have become an important part of the Gold Coast backline. Welcome to Footy Talk, mate. Big game against Melbourne this weekend. Obviously, we know how good they are, but it's also a special game for the Gold Coast Suns because you'll be hosting the third annual Rise Up round. Can you just talk us through that a little bit? Thanks, Lee, for having me. Yeah, Rise Up, it's a, it's a major partnership we've got with them. It's a uh, domestic violence cause. So, yeah, as as you know, there's a lot of hardships out there in life people don't know about and people don't speak up about. So um, raising awareness for that, to have this round, to bring it to life and to, yeah, to showcase that it is okay to speak up about this sort of stuff. And, um, and yeah, we're willing to help out where we can. It's one of the advantages of, of footy clubs and also raising awareness as well. And I know the players, as you touched on, but also players I heard have been out and helped set up some new homes as well. Players are also pretty hands-on with this. So obviously it's uh, something that the club are pretty invested in. 
yeah, for sure. Um, getting out there, doing a lot of flat packs and stuff and setting up a house for, for a new family to go in to be all um, all warm and cosy and safe in there. So, yeah, a couple of the lads have done that um, and I'm sure there'll be many more opportunities to come in the future. And there will be a special opportunity to purchase the Guernseys worn by the players post-match and you can bid or donate whatever you can via the links or head to the Suns website. So an opportunity there to grab one of the Guernseys. Mate, I touched on the opener. Your form, you're having a, a terrific season now, submitting yourself as a small defender. Um, talk us through a little bit the change from being a small forward to the small defender and just how you're enjoying the role playing on some of the opposition's best small forwards. Yeah, no, loving it. Um, down back is good. Um, sort of suits my personality a bit. But yeah, went back probably last year, at the end of last year, had a chat with uh, Dewey and spoke about oh, how do I get into this side because uh, as a forward, I wasn't really, couldn't crack in. So um, there's a couple of injuries down back and I, yeah, put my hand up and said, yeah, I'll give it a crack. And then from there, Worked away with Ray Shaw and he was great um, little small back himself. So I've been yeah leeching off him a bit, learning as much as I can um, about it, and yeah just going out there with not putting too much pressure on myself and uh, just yeah trying to play my role for the team. Are uh, you having a great year back there, mate? Hey, just tell us a little bit about the, the mood at the club. Um, obviously a, a good win against Richmond last week. It's been a little bit up and down, but what's the vibe like? What's the spirit like at the club at the moment? Vibe is good. Obviously, quick turnarounds straight back into next week. So we're not thinking about what we did last week. So we're on to Melbourne and putting it together another four-quarter effort. And just a quick word, mate, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time. Big game, as you said, at Heritage Bank Stadium. Saturday, Arvo against Melbourne. You actually made your debut against the Ds back in uh, 2016. Hopefully not the same result, though, but you must be looking forward to the big challenge. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah, hopefully it's one better than that. So... Yeah, we'll come out, we'll stick to our process and, uh, yeah, give it a good red up crack. Yeah, well, good luck if you're playing on Cozzy Pickett too, mate. You might have your hands full, but enjoy the uh, the challenge and good thanks for your time on Footy Talk and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me, mate. Listener.